Enjoy this flyover clip. My backdrop, I'm going to share a little of my psychosis that 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 came up uh here is growing up in the 70s there was a film they showed in our church uh called called a thief in the night Ooh, scary and uh you know you look at probably poor filmmaking now and this kind of stuff but it made such impact me on as as a young man i think i asked jesus into my heart probably a thousand (laughs) times and and no joke even today still if i'll come in and like something the sink's running and stacy's not around or i'll be like there's a there's a flash of moment i'm like where's she at because she's a little better behaved than i am and if and if there was a hierarchy she probably would get to go and i might have to work out some details and so uh there was an opening scene there with you know the the husband and wife they were you know pitched the gospel and the the wife kind of rejected the husband received it and she wakes up one morning and his electric razor was in the sink buzzing and it's pretty good filming because she wakes up and immediately then the radio starts talking about what's going on and millions of people. And I'm like, just scared to death. You know, it was an incredible recruitment uh, technique, if nothing else, great marketing. Um, And that was sort of like the most, you know, growing up in in, in the church our whole life, Christian school, this kind of environment, um, everything in my life ran through that filter, you know, from there on this idea of any minute Jesus was coming back and there's a little fuzziness on how much bad stuff you could have done that day and, 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 and gotten away with, and you might go or not go, and you might have to stay here and kind of, you know, finish tying up some loose ends, and and maybe you're part of 144,000 that made, or maybe those were just Jews. I don't know. It kind of get lost in the details, but you just know for sure you wanted to have your act together uh, when when this happened. So that you know, I don't know if anyone else can kind of relate to that story or if you had something you know similar. But but that <laughs> theology wasn't just around; it was like the the marketing arm of the church, you know, of, of my was. youth. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we were submerged in that same marketing. I'm the baby of six kids too, but <laughs> my two sisters and I were home. We'd both we'd all three of us graduated from high school, but we were home on the holidays, and we were into the rapture, into fear, and we could be taken up any time. And before going to bed, I was talking to my two sisters about, I think it's going to happen tonight. I just feel like the rapture is going to happen. And then I got out of bed, got up in the middle of the night and put a pile of clothes in the kitchen with my shoes (laughs) and my shirt. And then I yes. had a little note on the kitchen counter said, I think it's going to happen tonight. And I scribbled down the paper. <laughs> and then I got up early um, and left. I had some other previous engagements. So when they got up, they found my pants and clothes there. Um, <laughs> now, they figured it out pretty quick. Um, yeah. And actually, they turned it back on me. They moved all my stuff out of the house and threw it away. You know? <laughs> so they made the joke back on me. Yeah. But it was funny for a while. It went from yeah. being left behind to just left outside. Yeah. Yeah, it's left outside. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just as bad. Yes. Uh, but but that, that was such a, a, a impactful thing. But then, you know, it's like if somebody goes through, a, you know, I don't know. Let's say your dad was mean or something like that. Or, you know, yes. then every, you know, now you filter a lot of things about God through that image of dad, you know, yes. like all these things, they do kind of tie together a little bit. And that theology impacted most every Bible story, impacted the way you'd be involved, engaged in ministry, or we'd be involved, engaged yes. in, in church itself. It, it, it really, uh, 
was almost a, a, a mind virus that wove its way into every facet. Whether, again, if you're watching this, whether you think that's right or, or wrong mm-hmm. is very impactful, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. It is, yes. And there's many churches that it's so consuming, they end almost every church service reminding everybody Jesus can come back any minute. The rapture is going to happen. It's almost, you know, a commitment to repeat mm-hmm. that message at the end of every church service. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the kind of church that discipled me, and I'm grateful for a lot of that I learned there. But today I look back at it and say it wasn't as biblically clear as they thought it was or as mm-hmm. I did back then. You know, you've brought up 1960 a few times at this kind of, uh, what do they call it? Is it a pessimistic view? Is that what that would be called? Yes, um, it's it kind of uh, an, an adopted. What happened at that point, do you think? What what caused this? So we know that in the 1800s, Bible-believing Christians were very optimistic. They had a victorious view um, believing that it's our job to establish the kingdom of God on earth. That was the dominant view that we are working with King Jesus to bring his kingdom to earth. But that victorious, optimistic view changed. It changed in Europe after World War One. World War One was so disillusioning to most of Europe, mm-hmm. but it didn't discourage in the United States, North America until after World War Two. That was very disillusioning. Um, but then in the 50s, coming up to the 60s, we had the sexual revolution, uh, drug culture was born, uh, Kennedy was killed, Vietnam yeah. War was very discouraging. It was in that environment where Bible-believing Christians shifted from being optimistic for being pessimistic. Corresponding to that, they embraced this view that the world's going to get worse and worse and Jesus is going to come rescue us. That view was not dominant in church history up Mm -hmm. until the 1960s. In the 1960s, but so happens we were raised, you know, when it was most dominant in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. That's when it was most dominant. And that's where we were raised. And it was only since about the year 2000 changed after Y2K that a lot of Christians began lifting up their eyes and start looking, I need to rethink this thing. Maybe we're going to be around longer than we thought. Um, And so ever since the year 2000, there have been millions of Christians going back to a victorious view and considering the possibility that, no, it's our job to work with King Jesus, to bring the kingdom to earth, to literally establish it on earth, which is a different view than thinking it's all going downhill and Satan's taking over. No, it's our job to work with King Jesus to bring his kingdom to earth. Mm-hmm. Those are two different pathways that have significant implications on everything we believe. Well, it makes a difference. We, yeah. we had a conversation with a young man, and this has happened with several uh, this has happened quite a few times. We had one just recently, and and two or three times in conversation, the phrase would come out: "This is something I would like to do in my life if we're all still here." Then, mm-hmm. and then, That's and then, right. it's something else about even having children. It's like, well, I like to have children, but I don't know why because it doesn't really matter, or Be- it's yes. so bad. I don't it, think because it's be so bad, or or maybe Jesus is coming back. It wouldn't mm-hmm. matter, you know. A lot of these kind of things, and you know, um, you know, you mentioned, you know, Y two K. There was a lot of things then of, hey, the world's going to end then and, and stuff. And I think we go through a few of those. It's like, 
Wow. You know, uh, George Burns famously said, if I'd known I was going to live so long, I probably would have taken better care of myself. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, it's like, if we're going to be around a long time, maybe we'd operate a little bit differently if we're not a minute by minute. But as it does affect the way you outreach, the way you you interact mm-hmm. with the world around you and how you represent a God that has a truth. There he is. Yep. Um, <laughs> there he is. Uh, the way you represent a, a, a God that is a solution to the darkness in the world yes versus embracing it and saying hey there's going to be more darkness jesus said so what are you going to do yep it's it's self-fulfilling prophecy if you think it's all going to get worse and worse you actually withdraw from society and you tend to well let the world go where it's going to go i can't Mm -hmm. change it anyway it's going downhill Um, so you've already admitted defeat you have taken a passive role in society victimized role and you don't even know you're doing it um, mm-hmm. until you kind of get shaken up and realize there's another way to think about this and we're praying thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth yeah. that literally the kingdom of god is growing in the earth and we can cooperate with jesus to bring it today looks like you've been sleeping well megan he's back the my pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever, my pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a MyPillow or not, you need to get the brand new MyPillow 2.0. Call or go to MyPillow.com now. Use your promo code, and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. Do your feet ache and throb in pain with every step you take every day of your life? Kiss those days goodbye with slippers from MyPillow.com. How about that flimsy, flat little excuse for a pillow that's nothing but eight hours of disappointment? Causing you pain in your neck every single night. You can wake up with nothing but butterflies and rainbows around your head with a MyPillow pillow. Those hard wood floors hurting your old bones. No more with a MyPillow dog bed. Are your towels worn thin, flimsy, more patchy than Joe Biden's memory? There's nothing better than absorbent towels from MyPillow.com. For all of these products and more, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code FLYOVER for up to 66% off. For more great content, go to FlyOverConservatives.com.